I can't give you the keys, right, babe? I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Jack Crawford sent a trainee to me. Don't put it in your pocket and it's like a water. I had a dream about this place. Then I woke up. Yo, 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 what is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Fly Guy Ty, a.k.a. Ty. Back at it again. You know, coming back at y'all with season two of Brackets and motherfucking B-Rolls. You already know how we rocking this season. Hey, man, go ahead and let the folks know who you are, man. Why are you looking at me like that? What's up, guys? It's your boy, Quattro. I don't, I, no, no, we're not going to speed over that. Like, what the, what's I up? Speed, I speed over anything. I'm, I'm doing my intro. You gave me a look. I mean, you look. Hey, people. Um, Why did I sign up for? Hey, I'm renegotiating my deal at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, nah, I'm not doing this. Um, I, <laughs> hey, uh, if you if you're a returning uh, listener, welcome back. If you're new, uh, welcome. Really excited for you guys to get into it. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let 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 Quattro talk a little bit about himself, just in case people don't know who he is. How the hell do they know who you are, but not me? <laughs> like, I'm right. some, like I'm a guest. Nigga. <laughs> I just play. 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 Oh man, I've been I've been messing with Quattro the entire time. Man, all right, no time for that. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Um, well, like I said earlier, uh, you know, welcome back if you're a returner. Welcome if you're new. Uh, you can't tell. We like to laugh a lot over here. We like to fuck around. There's a lot of bullshit that goes on over here. But under all the bullshit, there is a pretty, pretty good show idea. And that show is March Madness, but with movies. Last season, we did Crime and Gangster. We crowned our winner. There's a lot of things that we uh, hope to improve upon, though, coming into season two. We are going to be doing a few things differently. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Before we get any further, though, I got to make sure that y'all know what to do about this show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you go ahead and leave us five star ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. Now, time to get into uh, what we have going on. No time to dilly dally. There's a lot to cover in this episode. Uh, So. First things first, if you remember from last season, we did this thing where we picked a set of movies and then uh, we went through and reviewed them uh, in sets of like the bottom 10 versus the top 16. This time around, though, we did it a little bit differently. We broke it up. And instead of announcing what uh, each each uh, each grouping is, we have 28 films this year, this season. So instead of be about instead of a bottom 10, it would be a bottom 12. Did I do math? I did do math. Yes, it's a bottom 12 this year. Excuse me, uh, this season. And it's also a top 16. But instead of telling y'all telling you guys that up front, we're going to be reviewing each movie in release order. And uh, then at the end, we're going to tell y'all where everything is ranked. Before I move on, though, we did find what I think is a more a bit of a more credible uh list of films this season last season we just found it from a random imdb user and ended up and it ended up working out okay but a couple of them were like "Mm, yeah don't really know how you made it here i'm looking at you american hustle other than that i think we found a really good uh i think we found a pretty good list for this season in case y'all didn't know i think i forgot to say it up top we got we are doing psychological thrillers 
lots and lots and lots of good films on deck here. Uh, we actually found the uh, this list from a French slash British uh, magazine by the name of Marie Claire. I probably mispronounced that, but it is what it is. Um, there was a list of 35 psychological thrillers. We narrowed it down to 28, and now we got them for you. But uh, I think that's enough uh, rambling. That's enough dilly-dallying. I think it's time for us to go ahead and get into our very first review of season two. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. And for our first film to inaugurate season two, we have uh, Diabolique or uh, Le Diabolique, the original title, a uh, French film released in 1955, directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau, uh, written by Henri-Georges Clouseau and Jérôme Jérôme uh, based on a novel by Pierre Boileau and Thomas, or excuse me, Thomas Narsayak, uh, starring Simon Signoret, or Signoret, excuse me, Vera Cluzo, Paul Maurice, and Charles Vanel, uh, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 96% and a critics consensus that reads, Cruel, dark, but undeniably effective, Diabolique is a suspense thriller as effective as Hitchcock's best work and with a brilliant twist ending. Attention. Écoutez. Écoutez. Ce sera aujourd'hui ou jamais. Et tu es sûr que ça laisse pas de traces et le scandale Tu imagines le scandale Ça ne peut finir que d'une façon. Sans des monstres, Dieu n'aime pas les monstres. Oh, j'ai la tête qui éclate, moi. Je vis une histoire de fou. Ce n'est pas une histoire de fou, c'est une histoire diabolique. Qui est là Uh, sorry if I uh, butchered any of those French pronunciations. I know I did, but uh, I tried. I, I did my best. And um, you can. Uh... All right. I don't know. What? I'm pause. Yeah. Wait, uh, hang on. Uh, what? Anyway, how did you feel about Diabolique, man? How, how, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, my favorite part about it being the cinematography. Um very like not old because like i'm sure for the time it was made it was fine but like you know now here in 2021 it's old but um just very like i can see the remnants of not remnants but like how this movie has been mimicked in the way it was shot and especially with like some of these shots where it was supposed to be like scary movie type deal hold on i'm losing my words here um go ahead and go ahead and find him this okay you need gps the cinematography you need a map quest is very um what's the word it's okay the gps it's very, right there if you need it it's very reminiscent i've seen it before and, and I've seen it before in future movies that come, that came out after this. And so I see that this movie was very, uh, was one of the, one of the, 
one of the pieces of the foundation of psychological thrillers and thrillers and just scary movies in general, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of the original Frankenstein movie. Um, and I just really like the intimate shots of all the different characters. And it's black and white, which I really like. It, it took us a second, but we got it took there. us a second to get there. But we got there. The train made it to the station. Everybody, the train made it. I'm proud. I am so very proud. <sighs> Man, I'm so proud. Okay. <laughs> but more more importantly, I really did. I love the story. Um, you know, following. Oh, and before you continue, we're going to go spoiler free on, I'd say probably most of these reviews just because, you know, it'd be nice for, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to ruin any surprises for anyone who's on the fence about watching these or possibly is considering them and hearing a uh, positive review from us. Uh, they might be more inclined to see it. So let's go ahead and keep the spoilers to a minimum, if possible, none. So just putting that out there. Cool. What drove the story for me was the relationship between the characters. Uh, we start off with the relationship between Christina Vera Clouseau's character and um, her husband, which his name is Escape Escaping Escaping Me right this second. Um, the actor's name is uh, not detect. That's the detective. Is Pierre? No, it's not. The P, the actor's name is Paul. Oh, duh, Paul Maurice. Uh, but the actor. Uh, the character's yeah, name, there it excuse is. me, it's Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so uh, the, we, we start out with the relationship between Christina and Michelle. And uh, Michelle, uh, Paul Marici's character, does a very good job of, like, being somebody that you literally hate the minute he hits the screen. Um, he's controlling. He's an asshole. Um, he's just not somebody that, you know, should be married. But um, then you get to meet... Um, Nicole Simone Signore's character, and she is very a very cold, cold and calculated character. And really, like I, I remember writing in my review that like it, the relationship between Christina and Nicole reminded me of a, a Carly and Sam from My Carly, where Carly was a little bit more ditzy and naive, and, and just and and she was nice and and funny and and, and like cute in a way but then like uh sam was cold cold as ice boy sam fight your job hat like just cold personality it was not like this if you were to like pick one of them to be friends with you would probably approach carly before you approach the sam mm-hmm. and so that's the kind of the, the the relationship i got from them um that's kind of like what made it what brought it home for me and then you know couple like these great relationships to the story where you know we're trying we're following Christina and Nicole as they you know navigate what they've done and it just is really cool it's it's very thrilling because you're trying to figure out you know like oh what's gonna happen are they gonna get caught are they gonna what's gonna what's gonna happen and by the end of the movie you hit the twist and then it's like wow full circle that was really cool like watching the movie I I was like oh it's gonna end they're like not gonna get caught whatever and then boom, twist. And I was like, oh, cool. And then the movie ends. So I, I really, really enjoyed this one. Same here. Uh, just uh, for anyone who might be a little uh, confused, the premise of the movie is a a wife and a mistress uh, team up to kill um their respective man. So the wife's husband, the mistress's lover, I guess, whatever you want to use. Um and 
shenanigans ensue. That's the best way I can say it without really saying anything. That's the premise. That's the synopsis. That's what it'll ha- that's what you read if you look up um, the basic summary of like what this movie is about. And so, speaking to uh, what you had to say about the relationship between. Um, uh, uh, Vera Clouseau's character and Simone Signoret, uh the Carly and Sam uh, comparison is pretty interesting only because uh, it does make sense uh, in that they're both like the personalities are pretty are pretty similar but I will say um, obviously it's a little different just because the two women aren't exactly friends more so like uh they're uh they almost stuck work, in the same situation yeah it's almost they're it's almost like a uh their relationship is a the enemy of my well the enemy of my enemy is my friend and so that's kind of the the crux of like why they're uh, uh associated with each other but outside of that they're not really friends uh obviously better same. example would be i don't know how many of our listeners watch uh apple tv plus this the morning show probably that's a way better many. example the relationship between uh bradley uh reese witherspoon and alex um the girl from friends Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. that's wow. a they they're not friends, but like they act this very similar. That's actually believe, a better example. I can't believe you just called Jennifer Aniston the girl from Friends. Better put some respect on Jennifer Aniston. That's name. the most famous thing she's done. Please tell me I'm wrong. That's bait. She never mind. Nope, I'm not doing this. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, I mean, like, like, hold on. I really no. want to know what has no. she really done that's more famous than Friends. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, before I was so really interrupted, yeah, uh, that was just a brief, like that was just a, a a quick little thought I had as far as what you had to say about the Sam and Cat comparison. Excuse me, Sam and Cat, Carly and Sam comparison. Uh, now moving on to my actual thoughts on the film, we're actually pretty. I'd say we're pretty similar in how we felt uh, about it. I also love the cinematography. Um, uh, psychological thriller is one of my favorite genres, and so I've seen I've seen quite a bit of them, and it's really cool. That's part of why we decided to start the, to, the why we decided to, decided to watch the movies the way we are this season, because last season we ran into the issue of. Um, we would kind of watch them willy nilly, like kind of jump around, watch whatever we felt like watching at that moment. And so because of that, we weren't able to really appreciate something like on the waterfront because uh, that was the first uh, film in the in the list, in the genre. And so we couldn't really appreciate a lot of what it did uh, because it's like, oh, I've seen that before. So I don't really need to like it looks good, but it's like, eh, I've seen that done. And I think I've seen that done better because like as with a lot of things, people were able to improve upon what uh, the what the past uh, done did. And so uh, it's really cool to see Diabolique and the way that it uh, I won't say revolutionized, uh, but it does have a lot of the uh, symptoms and uh, mechanics of uh, psychological thrillers of today that I really enjoy. A lot of the cinematography, uh, camera compositions really work to heighten tension. A lot of the way that shots are framed are intentionally uh, missing something or intentionally like are uh, 
positioned in a way where just enough is as I cut off where you can't quite see exactly what's going on in the frame. And that just kind of adds to a sense of uh, uh, dread and concern um, and which just which is just all around uh, really engaging as a uh, filmmaking technique. Uh, but as for as far as um, uh, the performances, uh, because that is, I think, probably one of the better uh, aspects of the film. Uh, it's really, really strong. Uh, Paul Maurice is very, very good. I always find it. I always find characters who are people, actors who are able to play characters who I just generally dislike. Um really good because i mean you have to you have to do a good job of selling the the aspects of you that i just don't like and he uh was excellent with that um and so and simon signore and uh uh vera cluzo they were both uh great as well um i will say uh vera cluzo her character was kind of annoying to me a little bit just because she's very uh dainty and uh maybe not necessarily ditzy uh but an aloof isn't quite what i'd go for either um i'd say there was a lot of moments where she just kind of had a a resistance to getting her hands dirty and that was uh, uh that was just something that kind of uh annoyed me more than anything uh i don't want to i don't want to hold this up too much uh too much more um I don't think I have much else to say in terms of uh, new ideas. Uh, narratively, I also enjoyed it. I had a couple questions, um, but uh, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing, uh, nothing too significant. Uh, I'd say overall, by the end of the film, especially with the tip, the twist, all my questions are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty answered. I'd say. Um, it's a very, very good twist, and I, I agree with the critics' consensus in that uh, it, it does feel uh, as good as uh, a Hitchcock film. I've only seen a few Hitchcocks. Um, I beg your pardon? That felt really weird to say. <laughs> yeah. Diabolique was awesome. Really good film. Definitely would recommend it. Uh, let's go ahead and rate it before we move on, man. Yeah, this guy. I'm gonna get this movie a solid. I think eight point. Oh my gosh! Here we are. Here we are, folks. We're back. We're back. We're getting a quattro rating. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm not giving my rating. I'm not. No. 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 Y'all just got. Y'all just gonna do it without it. Tiny, tiny new listeners. Um, it, it's this is a fun. No, 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 no. You're not gonna taint the new listeners. You're I'm not gonna turn the new listeners on me. I'm not turning them on you. I'm just explaining where the don't joke explain. Came from. Don't, don't explain. I, I, but don't, they're gonna be confused. I need to. Don't I care. To okay. Okay. You don't care about the listeners, bro. Hell no. I don't care about them listeners. Wow. Uh, yeah. The thoughts of that motherfucker over there does not reflect the thoughts of everyone here. I e me. Nigga, uh, I'm bracket. I'm I'm b rolls. Nigga, I'm half. I'm half the thought. Uh. Anyway. Um. I will give this film. Uh. Diabolique. I think I give it a solid eight out of ten. Uh. I gave it an eight point five. So fudge you. Well, that wasn't very nice, but. I didn't expect much from you because you are what? A meanie. Say it with me now. Meanie. 
when you wake up tomorrow and you eat breakfast, mm-hmm. I want you to put the food in your mouth. Yeah. Don't you? Oh. Just swallow. Oh, that's that's weird. That's so strange. That's not how you eat. This guy is being an asshole. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Let's fucking move on. Is this nigga's tripping? All right. Oh my god. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, next film. We have uh, Purple Noon, or otherwise known by its original title, uh, Plan Soleil, I believe is how you pronounce that. Another French film, uh, released in 1960, directed by René Clément, or Clément, excuse me, written by René Clément and Paul Jegolf, I believe, based on the novel by Patricia Highsmith, the novel, in case you're wondering, The Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, starring Alain Delon, uh, Maurice René, uh, or excuse me, Ronette, Marie Laforet, Laf- Marie Laforet, I think. Wow. Oh, man, I definitely, I, I practice this, I promise. Uh, and uh, Erno Crisa. You uh, are embarrassing us. <sighs> Shut up. Uh, anyway, we have uh, <laughs> a Rotten Tomato score of uh, 95% and a critic's consensus that reads... The talented Tom Ripley is brought to enigmatic life on the screen in Purple Noon, an exquisite thriller wherein the murderous social climber is embodied by an unnerving Alain Delon. Alain Delon. Romantic, but heartless. An angelic face and a diabolical soul. How'd you feel about this one, sir? I will say I love films that were in the infancy of um, the time where color was being introduced into film. Um, I, it just looks really cool and, and things are a lot of things are um, oversaturated and, and, and just it's just a very interesting look and I really love it. And, and which made this movie look really good with the fact that this movie took place in a lot of different places, i.e. France, Rome, and Italy. And so seeing those settings in that light was really, really cool. Um, I do, I did say, though, that I wish the film had just a tad bit more B-roll uh, when it was uh, introducing us to the cities and the different settings, um, just because those, like, the three cities I just named are among the most beautiful on the planet. So it just would have been cool to see a little bit more. But then again, that's just a nitpick. You can go to Google and find tons of pictures of these places. So um, moving into like the story and kind of what I thought about that, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked uh, the Tom character, Elaine Dion's char- Delon's character uh, as the protagonist. Uh, although it... it I texted Ty about this when I watched the movie the first time. It, it, it was crazy that I kind of equated the Tom character to the Noodles character from Once Upon a Time in America, um, a film we looked at uh, in season one. And and with that character, Noodles, um, you know, you started out, 
neither of us really rooted for him in the beginning, but he's the character, he's the protagonist, and he's kind of the character that, at least in the first few minutes of the film, you were supposed to latch on to and follow and, you know, throughout the film. But then as the film progresses, um, he becomes a character that, like, you any normal person shouldn't get behind. And so um, bringing that, bringing that back to purple noon, Tom is kind of in the same, it's kind of on the same wave, definitely not as bad as noodles, but kind of just as the film progresses, the Tom character becomes a little more enigmatic and just somebody that you're not really going to want to latch on. And he does some very questionable things as the film progresses. Um, I will actually like, I, uh, I don't want to have too much of a, a dialogue on this just because just uh, in the interest of non-spoilers. Um, I, I wonder because it's, it's, it's funny you said that uh, uh, Tom Alt was not as bad as Noodles because I think I'd agree. But uh, something can be said for the actions of the two of those men, seeing as one of them committed crimes that were a bit more final than the other. Um, yeah, this is true. So is true. I, I don't know. I, it, it is interesting. Uh, I, uh, for for, I guess I don't know. N- nothing crazy. It's just I do find it a bit uh, uh, fascinating that we both had the kind of uh, uh, leaning towards picking Tom over Noodles based on the crimes that they committed, even though uh, they're both pretty bad. I don't know. Um, it, I guess it depends on who you are, what you. I think I think I know you don't want to have too much dialogue on it, but I think it could be cut. It could be because I mean, what was the other guy's name? Not Tom, the one, Mr. Greenleaf. He he wasn't he was an ass. Like it wasn't like the the victim in Noodles's in Noodles's case was this innocent girl, and then Mr. Greenleaf was an asshole. So I guess it's a little easier to stomach. Like oh, this happened to this asshole. Granted, it was wrong. It's just like asshole. Innocent girl. That's kind of where fair, my mind was. Fair, fair enough. I can. That's. I can understand that rationale. But um, moving on, like I also liked how this movie um, really played with the mental decline of Tom, and like as the movie progresses, like you see, like in the way that Tom acts, like there is a decline going on, and like he's getting worse and worse throughout the film. Um. It played, and also to me, the story kind of played out very similar to uh, Diabolique. Um, you know, I, without getting into into too many spoilers, that the movie's plot lines are, are fairly similar, um, with a few, you know, notable differences. Um, I personally did not like what's her name. Uh, I don't want to forget her name. I did not like the Marge character. I thought the Marge character was incredibly annoying, um, and I thought she was flawed because. She at the very least entertained Tom, which I didn't like. Uh, but yeah, that for me, despite those issues, I did enjoy watching Purple Noon. I really liked it. No, back up. I enjoyed it. It was a it was a fun watch. Mm. All right, I think we are similarly. Uh, we're, we're again, yet again, we're in similar camps here. Uh, I also enjoyed Purple Noon. I think I enjoyed it a little bit less than I did The Um, Leak. But I'll just, I guess, I'm getting getting a little bit ahead of myself. I kind of, I went into this one blind. uh, And even if I did know that it was a uh, adaptation of the novel, uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley, that wouldn't have meant anything to me because I've never read the novel. Um, But going into it, uh, not knowing much of anything. Because you can't read. (laughs) 
is this is this what we're doing? Are are you really trying to make a, a joke like that? Don't don't make me do it. Don't make me do it, six. I will. I will. I I'll I'll do it. And move on. Behave. Move on. Behave move six. On. Hey, move on. Move on. Move Behave. on. Move on. Behave. <laughs> Mr. Six. Anyway, uh before I was so brutally interrupted. Uh, yeah, so going into this one blind, uh, it really, uh, I think as with all psychological thrillers, um, not having really any basis for what the story is outside of a brief synopsis, uh, I think definitely improves the, uh, experience, uh, at least, in, yeah, like I said, in terms of psychological thrillers, because, a lot of those tend to have twists and uh, not really knowing much about them uh, can help uh, make the twist pack even that much more of a punch. And so uh, I think a lot of the aspects of this, uh, because I was so uh, kind of, uh, 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 I guess, blind to what was actually going on, uh, a lot of the earlier moments in the film played a lot with... Um, what was real, what wasn't. And I really liked that aspect of it. I thought it, was, it worked really well. And um, I think it was a, a cool, um, a cool narrative uh, uh, storytelling choice. Um, and, and I think it worked in the film's uh, uh, benefit. Uh, I, I think I, I actually also agree with you in terms of the cinematography. I think the film looked awesome. Uh, and that's, partly because of the locales. Uh, they were gorgeous. A lot of those cities in what, what, what do you want? No, why, go you, ahead. Why, are you making, why are you making this face? I'm not making a face. Go ahead. The locale. Locales. 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 <sighs> Nigga, you definitely carry around a pocket thesaurus. I can see it. I, I carry on a po- like, oh, but that's your wallet? No, that's my pocket for source. <sighs> you know this nigga got like a 1601 on the SAT. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really... I, when I couldn't find the word or, or, earlier, he, he was holding up his pocket for source. He's like, ain't need it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I it's giving synonyms. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> oh. well, would you would you would you prefer buttocks? Oh, rear end. Gary air. Hey, hey man. <laughs> what's your what's your locale right now? I just want to kind of know like where you at. No, I'm not doing this with you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, moving on. So we have, uh, as I was saying, the film looks uh, awesome. That's definitely one of the better aspects of it. Uh, I guess just to move on, narratively speaking, I did really enjoy it. Uh, the ending is uh, extremely solid. Like I think I don't know what it is, but like 
when I saw it, I was like, wow, that is a like a I don't want to say textbook perfect ending, but it is for all intents and purposes, a perfect ending. That is a great way to end the story that was told. And um, that's something that really goes a long way with me because uh, a bad ending can really go a long way in terms of uh, ruining a movie. Mm-hmm. Just like a good ending can go a long way in terms of elevating a movie. Um all in all, uh, you know, just to avoid spoilers, uh, uh, oh, I, and I guess I will highlight the performances. Uh, Elaine, ah, fuck, uh, Tom, Tom's uh, the actor that played Tom, Elaine Delon, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, was exceptional, did a great job. Uh, and I think, oh, and I can't believe I missed this in the first two movies we talked about. One of the things that I care about the most in psychological thrillers is the, the, uh, the aspect of tension and the uh, I like to call it the uh, butthole clenching factor um, and how tightly you're clenching your asshole in in uh, in uh, anticipation or fear of something bad going uh, happening. And there's a lot of that in this film. Uh, there's a and I, mm, I won't say that because that is kind of spoilery, but uh, there's a lot of aspects here, uh, as well as in Diabolique, that uh, that really uh, um, find find uh, us as a viewer uh, clenching our assholes uh, in in anticipation of uh, what's to come. But uh, that is that is it on that. We can move on. Uh, let's go ahead and rate this before we do. Uh, how are you feeling? What you giving uh, Purple Noon, my friend? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Solid. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna go, go seven and a half out of ten, three and a half out of five on Letterbox. Just go ahead and uh, shout out the Letterbox if y'all are on there. Go ahead and follow us. Uh, one of my favorite apps, I use that shit all the time. Um, but next up, we have Psycho, the classic released in 1960, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, written by Joseph Stefano based on uh, the novel by Robert Block, starring Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, Vera Miles, and John Gavin, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of what? What is it? Tell me, what is it, folks? 96%! Woo! I don't know what I was doing with that one. Uh, and it- <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so glad to be back. This is fun. I'm having a good time. You having a good time? I'm having a great time. That's great, bro. That's great. Uh, Psycho, mm. Critics Consensus reads, infamous for its shower scene, but immortal for its contribution contribution to the horror genre because Psycho was filmed with tact, grace, and art. Hitchcock didn't just create modern horror. He validated it. People always mean well. They cluck their thick tongues and shake their heads and suggest oh so very delicately. I've suggested it myself but I hate to even think about it she needs me it's not as if she were a a maniac a raving thing she just goes a little mad sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes Haven't you? Glowing words from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and as 
coincidentally a site that I don't particularly care all that much about, but I'd say it's pretty universally accepted, which is why we're using it. Uh, but that's not that's not uh, neither here nor there. Not the time for a conversation like that. How did you feel, my dude, about Psycho? Well, before I get into that, did you see uh, as a recording this uh, Halloween Kills uh, came out in theaters and the main character, one of the main antagonist protagonists, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, the daughter of the main character of this movie, Janet uh, Lee. And- Janet Lee's daughter dressed up as her at the premiere. Yes, I did see that. That was really cool. Because I didn't even I didn't even know that was uh, her daughter. I didn't even know either. I was like, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, for sure. Jamie Lee Curtis is Jamie Lee. It makes sense. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is getting up there, and it's just kind of like, wow, Psycho was so long ago, or it feels so long ago at least. Yeah, she wasn't born when this movie came out. Wow. Man, that's it's crazy, really. I mean, no, that makes sense. Yeah, she'd be pretty old if it was. She was anyway. Uh, yeah, but I, um, the, the the critics consensus hit it hit the nail right on the head. Um, in, in terms of the film being uh one of the formative films of the genre. Um, because like literally, you see so many uh mimics and and callbacks to this movie. The music and the shop for using the shower scene. Um, Norman Bates. Um, there, I think there's even a show about uh, called Bates uh, Motel. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that is. I think just this, 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 the lore behind uh, Norman Bates and all this stuff, the motel. Mm-hmm. I think that is uh, that has been something that has been a uh, creative and narrative well that has been tapped dry. A lot of a lot of people have gone to that one to try to tell stories there, and uh, I can't speak to most of them because I haven't seen most of them, but I know. For for a fact, Psycho is uh, fantastic and might be the best one, but uh, who knows? Yeah, um, I really love the, the film cinematography, uh, another black and white. Um, I love the framing in this movie a lot. Uh, lots of use of the uh, the rule of thirds, uh, which I really, really like. Um, also, I really liked how like the... It, this this film kind of did some of the things you mentioned in uh, Diabolique, where it kind of like deliberately would like leave little things out that you couldn't see. And I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I, yeah, I noticed cool. it in this. Um, and then when I rewatched Diabolique, that's when I noticed it. That's when I noticed it once you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But I did originally notice it in this movie. Um, and, and like, I'm glad you mentioned the 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 clinch your butthole uh, thing, because that's definitely, this movie has a lot of that. Um, namely the scene with the, with the police officer where um, Jenny Lee, Janet, Janet Lee, Janet. Um, where she gets pulled over by the police officer. Like the entire time I'm sitting on the edge of my sheet, like, Oh shit. Like what? Oh, is she, she's toast. Like she's going to get caught. Um, but you know, of course, well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it it just was a very it was a very thrilling movie, right? Thrilling ride, and that's one of the things. I mean, like I feel like as you're watching these films and, and thriller thrillers, like the the whole thing is to to, to go on a thrill ride, and so like you want to be on the edge of your seat, like what's gonna happen, what who's who's gonna come out the woodwork, what's going what's going on, and I felt that the entire time watching this watching this movie, um, and which is why I love it so much. Hell yeah, man. I'm right there with you. Uh, expert filmmaking, top to bottom. The editing is fantastic. Cinematography is amazing. Performances are uh, 
Chef's Kiss. Anthony Perkins yeah. is in his motherfucking Duffy on this one. Um, Not as Duffy. <laughs> yo, deep down that bitch. You can't find that nigga at all. Um, man, I this was a I got this was a chance uh, for me to rewatch this. I watched it. Uh, I'd say about a, a year ago. Uh, uh, as of recording this, uh, and it was it was something that really blew my mind. I didn't really know much about it. It's one of those films that I didn't know that I knew a lot about it, but I did. Uh, I.e. the shower scene. I think uh, that if you've never seen this movie, you've seen the shower scene or at least the version of it, because that's one of those things that gets riffed on in pop culture um, mm-hmm. or at least has been riffed on a lot. I can't like say with certainty, but I'm almost certain Wow, that was such a. I've seen it in Family Guy. So yeah, I, let me let me rewind. I can't say with certainty, but I really feel like this is a joke that's been done in like Family Guy or The Simpsons or some or show or South Park or shit like that. Like that's a this is that's like an iconic moment that has definitely uh, permeated itself through like pop culture and and, and shit like that. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, te- but uh, the, I've only seen three Alfred Hitchcock films, and all three of them have had expert tension building. Uh, they don't call him the master of suspense for nothing. Uh, he was incredibly good at that, uh, and it was something that I really, really appreciated more on this this rewatch. And that's uh, just something I think the word of, to describe this rewatch. Really appreciating it because there was a lot of uh, there was some filmmaking and camera techniques that I picked up on this time around. Uh, like you said, framing, composition uh, was exquisite. A lot of that stuff um, just continues to uh, speak to the, the the greatness of like the filmmaking here. Um, like we were talking about in Diabolique, the uh, the absence of certain things in frame uh, definitely kind of elevates the experience and makes it uh, more tense and makes it uh, harder to uh, to to sit through, uh, if you will. And uh, that's just that just makes it really, really interesting. Uh, and um Tense, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, anything else to say? I also really like the ending. I know that's something that a lot of people don't like. I don't mind it. Or and 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 in fact, in a lot of ways, I kind of uh, really like it because it's almost antithetical to like the rest of the film. I don't know. There's a lot to be said about that, but. Um. And I, I don't mean for those of you who have seen it, I don't mean the way the film I don't mean like the way the film narratively ends, like it comes to a like a conceptual conclusion. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, like the literal last scene, like the scene that feels like it was like the end, the last scene of the movie, like the scene that a lot of people describe it as being tacked on at the end. I don't hate it the way a lot of people do. Uh, I, I think it's uh, pretty I, I find it interesting and uh yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, I I I enjoyed it. I I, I kind of equated it to like um, the scene you get at the end of like a heist movie or a or a um, or a mystery movie where they explain that they explain the trick. You yeah, know, so to yeah, speak. And, and, and I really I like I like when movies do that. It, it, yeah, and I think a lot of people and it's weird because sometimes I feel that way. Uh, like. 
it it kind of feels handholdy. It feels like you're not trusting the audience to really to be able to interpret what they just saw. But in a lot of ways, I do kind of like I, I appreciate the it's it kind of makes it feel a little bit more complete. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a mixed bag. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. It just so happens Psycho is a moment is an instance yeah. where I do like it. I think it, uh, it's fun. Sometimes it's fun. Uh, absolutely. And oh, one last thing I will say, the script. I haven't really been speaking about the scripts in uh, any of these films so far, but so the, the writing in this uh, and which is honestly something that's pretty common in uh, films from uh, this period in Hollywood in general. Um, the script was uh, excellent. Like the dialogue is super snappy and witty. And that's some shit that I eat all the way up. Like, I love that so much. And um, it's something that stuck out to me on my first watch. And so seeing it again on this this time around definitely um, just felt like an elevation, more of an appreciation for these uh, these things that were already there. Um, Let me see here. Am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. Uh, Go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and rate it before we move on to our final film of the day. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Nice, nice. I'm going ahead and I'm five out of five. Out of, uh, five stars out of five, uh, 10 out of 10. Perfect masterpiece. This one uh, really, really does it for me in a lot of ways. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock is, or excuse me, was a uh, uh, a genius in a lot of ways. And this film uh, exemplifies that. Um, but now, last but not least, uh, we have what I believe to be probably the most thematically rich and complex and just interesting film uh, here on this list. Uh, excuse me, not on this list of this set of four. It's definitely in the conversation for one of the most um, of one of the most like thematically interesting complex of the entire list of twenty eight. We have a uh, persona. Uh, Released in 1966, directed by Ingmar Bergman, written by Ingmar Bergman, starring B.B. Anderson, Liv Oldman, uh, Margareta Crook, and Gunnar Bjornstrand, uh, with a Rotten Tomato score of 91%, and a critic, cons- and a excuse me, and a critic's consensus that reads, arguably Bergman's finest film. Persona explores the human condition with intense curiosity, immense technical skill, and beguiling warmth. Varje tonfall en lögn, varje gest en förfalskning, varje leende en grimas. Ta livet av sig. Nej då, det är rotäckt. Det gör man inte. Men man kan bli orörlig. Man kan bli tyst. Då ljuger man åtminstone inte. Man kan stänga in sig, skärma av... Det behöver inte spela några roller, visa några ansikten eller göra några falska gester, tror man. Men så är det verkligheten jävlas. Ditt gömställe är inte tillräckligt tätt. Överallt sipprar det in livsytringar. Du tvingas att reagera. Det är ingen som frågar efter om det är äkta eller oäkta, om du är sann eller fördjuken. Det är bara på teatern som sånt är en fråga vikt. Knappt där heller för den delen. Jag förstår det, Elisabeth. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about this one. Um, I don't want to drone on about it too much just because I don't like that. It's, it's already kind of getting it to be a little long. And I just would rather, um, you know, I, I just don't think this, this is the time or place for that kind of thing. But... Um, 
uh, uh, shit, I totally lost my train of thought there. Um, um, oh, yeah. And I will say uh, no spoilers, obviously, but uh, I'd say this one is one of the more because it's so of the artsy fartsy variety. Those films are oftentimes a lot harder to spoil just because they're a lot less straightforward than a traditional narrative. Right. Um, but uh, that being said, still, let's let's keep the spoilers to a uh, minimum. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and let the folks know how you felt about Persona, my friend. Um, say for the people in the back, definitely one of your artsy fartsy, um, pretentious looking films for sure. Um, but, you know, for for two for, for two people that are crazy in the film, we ate the shit up. But uh, I. Yeah, yeah, I I really really love this movie. This is um probably this was probably like my third or fourth time watching it. Um and it's it falls in that list of movies that I'm just like, you know what? I'm no I'm not smart enough and don't want to be smart enough to understand what I just watched. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Tenet. Um cuz I, well, I I I I will say I don't think we can quite I don't think we can necessarily put Tenet in the same category as as uh, Persona, because Persona is confusing in a way that there's a lot going on. And there's a lot to like take away from it. Tenet is confusing in a way that like I don't think that it really makes sense. And I think Christopher Nolan knows that it doesn't make sense, and that's why he wrote it the way it did. And because it's so fast and there's so much shit going on, um, so yeah, I, I think Tenet doesn't make sense because it's not. It's it's just dumb. Uh, where and this is coming from someone who really enjoyed Tenet, but Persona is like one of those like. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever really. I don't yeah, think this. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, cinematography, amazing. Loved it. This is probably my favorite of all four of the first four that we've reviewed. Um, I loved it so much. I just love how intimate it is because there's not a lot of characters. Um, I love the the jump cuts. I love the the add on of the film, like uh, at the beginning, the the little the the film. Um, roles i love that in the beginning mm-hmm. um just has an amazing look to it which i really like and um the story yeah it's so hard to like put words to it because like i don't understand it <laughs> but at the same, <laughs> I, I just like the, the the performances from the two women whose names are escaping me right now bb anderson and uh, the yeah, amazing job. Um, I really, B.B. Anderson did an amazing job. I, I really liked that as, as the movie progressed, kind of like Tom in Purple Noon. There was there was a mental, I, I'm going to say decline, but mental shift um, as, as the movie progressed. And I said earlier, like, you know, in a, in a previous conversation that it almost seemed like she was, they were opening up to each other, where it was more B.B. Anderson's character was just, leaving herself open and then you know uh Liv Omen was just kind of picking up those pieces she was he was letting down but not look like not opening herself up which I thought was really interesting and then um just like as this bubbly character that began in the in the beginning the movie began to shift to this like different headspace I thought was really really interesting and the ending of the movie is just a smack in the face like I, I'm I still am like the fuck <laughs> like just love this movie uh, I am I too am someone who I've only seen it twice this is my second uh, time watching it but 
both times it was just like, man, there's so much to unpack it. There's so much going on. There's so much interesting things going, moving, moving parts here. Uh, I've only seen two Bergman films, so I can't really say whether or not I think it's his best one. But so far uh, of the two that I've seen, I definitely prefer uh, Persona. And um, uh, man, it's just on a, on another level. It's more on the experimental avant garde side. We already spe- we already said that earlier, but um, it's it's just nuts, man. Like they just go for it in a lot of things, in a lot of ways. Excuse me. And uh, I really like the critics' consensus because it does feel like an exploration of the human condition. And this film feels like it's really doing a lot, or excuse me, saying a lot about people and what roles and uh, uh, the roles that we think we're supposed to have kind of due to our psyche and what that can do to us as individuals. And uh, I mean, there's so much this film is saying and, oh man, there's just so much that could be studied about this one. You could do, you could do a think pieces forever on on a film like this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, to do one (laughs) just, just on a mechanical level. Like the cinematography is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. There's so much going on here. That's amazing. Performances are top notch. Everything, every single person in the film, it's only like four people, but every single person is amazing. Uh, 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 the score is also really strong and, um, narratively, I really, really, really like what's, uh, what's going on on the paper, on the page here. Excuse me. Um, and it's just a, it's just an all around fun time. Uh, it's really confusing. There's a lot going on. I would not be surprised if a lot of people didn't like it. But I mean, it is it. There's there's something mesmerizing about it, and it's it's something that I think will be with me forever. And I think uh, it's something that I could watch anytime. It's really short too. Like it's definitely of these. It's the shortest, and it's also my favorite. Like I know you said that. Um, you said it's probably the favorite. It's like it's like without a doubt my favorite. Um, and it's just there's so many there's so many great moments here, and uh, it, it's just. Man, I, I would recommend it, but I also know a lot of people wouldn't like like it. It's like one of those like I'd recommend because like, yo, this is like a, a good movie, but like I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't like it because of the things the things that I like about it, you probably would not like about it. So that's take that for what you will. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and wrap up because, like I said, I don't want to go on too much about it. If people do end up wanting us to talk about it more, um, maybe we can, I don't know. It'd be fun to do. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, rate this one before we uh, wrap it up. Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. That's what I like to hear, man. Well, I, uh, 10 out of 10, this rewatch, it, uh, became a personal favorite. I have a personal favorites list on Letterboxd. And, um, this one was number 16 on there and, uh, well-deserved because it is something that will always stick with me, I think. And, uh, it is, man, a masterpiece is it's, it's a masterpiece is masterpiece. That's what I have to say about it. Mm. Um, but that's that that wraps up our thoughts for this episode, folks. Um, the it, it was really fun. I think I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, it was really f- nice getting back in the chair, sitting down, hopping on the, the mics and recording, talking about some of these films. Uh, I'm really excited this season. I think we have a lot. We have a lot of fun things in store. I think we're able to we're going to be able to improve upon a lot of what we were able to do last season. And um, it's going to be really fun. I think, I think you guys, or excuse me, I hope you guys like it. Um, let me see. Uh, should, should we tell them what the next, what the next set of four is? Hell no. Damn. I was going to do it, but he said no. So I guess, fuck (laughs) y'all. I guess you're going to have to wait till next week to hear it. I guess so. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so y'all can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Like I said at the top of the episode, go ahead and leave us those five star ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast app. Um, share share the show. You know, you can let us know. Um, if you're liking it, you can tweet at us, uh, Instagram us. What the fuck is Instagram us? I don't know. You can, you can, I guess. You can yeah. I mean, yeah, one. you know, you can follow us on Instagram at brackets underscore B rolls, Twitter at the same handle. Although our Twitter is like bone dry. So like, I don't even recommend going on there. I'm going to um, get us right. I'm going to get us right. I'm, in, I'm, I'm enjoying Twitter a lot lately. I'm I'm going I'm to get us right. Hey, uh, you heard it right. here first. We'll see if it actually happens. But uh, that's right. T- Twitter might be popping by the time this episode drops. Why the fuck you lying? Um, but uh, where can I find you at, boss man? You can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can catch me on Twitter at Quattro IV underscore. Hey, good stuff, man. You can find me on the gram at flyguy.tie, two eyes and fly. You can find me on Twitter at flyguytie7, two eyes and fly again, of course. I would recommend, I wouldn't recommend following me on Instagram just because, like, I'm never on there, but I'm always on Twitter. Twitter is like my shit. Twitter yeah, is Letterboxd. He, he a master tweeter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he be killing me. <laughs> Hey man, I be trying. I'm trying to go viral one day, um, so I can be in the uh, I can be in the thread promoting all them damn vibrators. Ladies, get the best suction cup vibe. You you got. Please tell me you've seen that. What? So you never you never seen a viral tweet, and then you click on it, and then the first few messages or the f- first few tweets on the thread are from the per- the original tweeter, uh, doing like uh, uh, like affiliate links, like promos for like different products. Like they have like the phone projector, they have a vibrator, uh, they have a, like a dick pillow or something like a pillow in the shape of a dick. I don't know. It's you. It's literally all over Twitter. Like go find a viral tweet. Right, a viral tweet right now. And you'll see it next time I see one, I'll send it to you. But yeah, because I have a wow, okay, yeah. And it's like they, I, I think the way I think pe- people go viral and then they get DM by those companies and they get like some some amount of money real quick and then they just post it in the fucking thread. It's really, it's really funny at this point. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it was, it was, it's great being back. Like I said, welcome back if you're returning. Welcome if you're new. Hope y'all are enjoying. We got a long season ahead of us, and it's going to be really fun. But I guess without further ado, people, brackets and b-rolls.